Okay. What, why, who, where, when, and how? Questions, questions, questions. Welcome, dear listener, to Way Good Life. I am Eli out of Salt Lake. Today, let me just take a minute and thank you. Thank you for your support. Podcasts are kind of a lot of work. I do mine in the evenings or on a day off. And I love to know it's working, meaning that someone out there somewhere, that someone's listening, someone is growing, maybe chuckling, maybe making fun of me, but moving forward. Someone is stepping into, I don't know, more better, fuller, richer life. That's why I do this. And every week, somebody reaches out, usually a couple of people which is good because my wife recently told me she thinks I need more encouragement than normal people. Oh, really? Thanks. (laughs) Oh, but we all know it's so true. So please keep texting, calling, and emailing. It's so encouraging. I did almost quit a month ago, and you guys have kept me going. So that's how I get more time to do this. I actually lost my microphone this weekend, so if the recording sounds weird... There it is, and that's how this works, and thank you. Today is a little bit different. There's no story, no one-two punch. I'm sort of a closet poet, and I'm channeling that spirit a little bit today because sometimes it's all in the questions, y'all. I am plagued by questions all the time, truth be told. I rarely have a moment without questions, so today I'm bringing some of that there fun to your house. Look. I answer my own questions all day long, but then on top of that, people bring me the strangest questions. I think it's a hazard of my job. I know I mentioned I'm a pastor. Here, I'll give you a sample. Dude walks in Sunday morning and asks me, do you believe in exercising demons? WTH, I barely even exercise my own body, let alone whatever that dude is talking about. I shouldn't joke about that. Uh, One day... I literally had a woman run me off the road in Wisconsin. She was waving her arms, pulling alongside me, honking, flashing lights, and pulling close enough that I had to pull over. She jumped out of her car, ran over to my window, and begged me to pray for her engine block. (laughs) You can't make this stuff up. I had never met this woman. I didn't catch her name. I never saw her again. And... If you see her, don't tell her. That prayer wasn't even real. I shouldn't say that. I mean, I said the words. I said, God, please bless this engine block and some other words. But in my own head, I also prayed. And please, don't let crazy kill me today. (laughs) Seriously, anybody walk into your place of business and ask you if you do exorcisms? Two weeks ago, maybe three now, this whole family walks into my church. Very cute. Five kids. The man was clearly the leader of the entire family at the end of the service he says i have one question for you you seem overly focused on the love of god what about judgment (laughs) dude if someone sits through one of my sunday church messages and walks out complaining that i'm overly focused on the love of god that that my friend is a solid win i felt like cheering in the guy's face but i played it cool i was like "Eh, yeah Yeah, I'm pretty into that. That family didn't come back. All right, clearly I'm having fun, but there are hard questions too that come with my job. Like really hard. 
And of course, if we're honest, you face the same questions. We all do. Why? Why this? Why now? Why does this say this? Why did he do that? Why my husband, my wife, my daughter, my son? Why? Or how? Like, how could this happen when everything I did was what I thought was right? How could this still happen? How? Why? So, I get the questions, but you get them too. And Way Good Life today is just trying to dig into some of the questions to see the beauty in them. Because come on, there is beauty everywhere. And questions are some of the best ways for us to uncover it. So, this will be a fun one. Here we go. Who are you? No, not your name or where you grew up. Not your birthday or your parents or your job or your spouse or your kids. God help you if you've got those. <laughs> Did I say help? I meant God bless. God bless you if you've got those. And you know I'm kidding. The stage my kids are at right now has been the funnest time ever. I have four teenagers and I'm loving it. But seriously, who are you? And sort of, I suppose, I am also asking for your name and where you grew up, your date in history and your parents and your job and your spouse and your kids. God help you, you've got those. <laughs> Kidding. Who are you? You came from somewhere. How has that place shaped you? And how would you be different if you'd come from a different place? Say an island in the Caribbean or a village in the Sahara or a trailer on 17 acres off the southern tip of Alabama <laughs> or a regular normal old home. Oh, you came from normal. Of course you did. Of course you did. Ah, but is normal really normal? Or is it just the name of the place you're from? Normal, once you get into it, still has a very unique culture. So how has that place shaped you? Who are you? And your people, what were they like? What values did they hold? Which of those, those values, which ones do you hold because of them? Maybe more importantly, which of those, those values do you reject because of them? And if you had had different people, would you be a different person? No, of course not. Not you. Probably just coincidence that you look and talk and value the same things as the people who grew up all around you. And if you don't, I'm sure it's in no way a reflection of the hurt you suffered at the hands of normal. Questions, y'all. <laughs> it's question day. Uh, questions always invite us into the just beyond the porch light. I like that. I told you I'm a closet poet. I really like words. But seriously, who are you? Who held you at birth and rocked you to sleep? Or who didn't? And who taught you the truth that only you can be trusted? Or maybe the other truth that people are generally trustworthy and good? Which of those truths is true for you? Who are you? Who are you? Whose eyes did yours catch and whose smile did your face imitate? Whose hands guided the mash that went into your mouth <laughs> and patted your back when your stomach said no? What moments were impressed on your heart? Who are you? These words can be trusted, said yourself to yourself, and these ones carry great danger. Warned your voice or perhaps the voice of something else? Who? 
Who was there, and who else was there, and who else was there, and where was there, when was there, was it you, or were you not yet you, and if so, are you still becoming, and of course you are. The you from then has changed completely. But the question is, how much informs the you that still remains? So I've written dozens, hundreds of things like this in the past. Usually they live in a notebook or on a computer, but this one is getting shared with you because I have a podcast. (laughs) So thank you. Thank you for supporting this podcast, for sharing it, for encouraging me. And maybe the whole point of Way Good Life today is this. Don't be afraid of the questions. Yeshu, hear me getting my Hebrew on? Yeshu, that's Hebrew for Jesus was asked hundreds and hundreds of questions. He asked over 300 himself. Usually his response to a question was a question, and there's a lot we can learn from that. He only answered a handful. Some scholars say three. Some say seven. Some say 12 or a few more. It depends if you think his answer was really an answer or just another question, and that, that's pretty insightful, isn't it? You do know, don't you, that when Rabbi Yeshu questioned key aspects of his culture, his religion, his people, he was giving, oh, this is so good, he was giving permission to question. He was, in a sense, saying, the certain is an illusion. When he quoted the voice of God, given by his people's most revered holy person, Moses, and then said, eh, that's not really how this works anymore. That's Matthew 5 for you reference people out there. He was literally saying either you knew and were wrong or you knew and now something's changed. Any questions? Or later when he said, oh, oh yeah, your prophet Moses, the one who speaks for God, told you that because your hearts were hard, but that's never actually been what God wanted. Mark 10, for you reference people out there, he was saying, you weren't ready. This was all you could handle. But it was never the end goal. It was not the intention. How is that for unsettling? It's also reassuring. The divine meets you where you are every time. Oh, there it is. That's so good. The divine meets you where you are, as you are, every time. See, all of a sudden... Who are you? Where are you from? It begins to reveal something about your experience with the artist. You thought God, the divine, the holy, the spirit. You thought she was this way, but it's just because she met you there in that way. How about this question? What parts, what pieces of your own understanding of God are actually just your experience of God meeting you where you were and as you were. Hmm. That's why we have to keep questioning. It would follow that a religion based around the teachings of Yeshu, Jesus, a religion like that would be one that asks more questions than it answers. I mean, duh, right? His followers questioned everything. It would also follow that a culture, a lifestyle, a way based around the teachings of Jesus would for sure honor the sacredness of questions and certainly not try to prioritize certainty. Am I missing something? Plus, let's get practical. If you have all the answers, 
you're done looking. And if you're done looking, you're done learning, developing, adjusting, exploring, revealing. You're done at that point with mystery, adventure, with magic, with the aha and the wonder, which means, if nothing else, you're not that fun to be around. But even more, you've said no to some of the most beautiful elements of humanity. You are robbing yourself at that point. You are holding you back. Don't do that. This is tragically apparent in my own field. Everyone is so certain that this text means what this 16th century monk said it meant, even though there was a 15th century monk who said the opposite, or that this theory of atonement is right because the church you grew up in was so sincere, or that this novelist from the 90s had a good insight into the afterlife, or that this king or warrior or politician who quoted this verse was actually interested in more than just gaining your allegiance, or that this or that or those or these or whatever. Oh, oh, it's exhausting. And when it comes to certainty, history does religion no favors. So maybe... Maybe we need to start asking more and answering less. Who are you? Where do you come from? How has that shaped you? What values are purely cultural? What do you hold on to and why? What have you let go? Here's one. What do you need to let go of? But it holds on to you. Where have you seen beauty? Where have you witnessed or experienced destruction? How have you grown? How do you still want to grow? How will you lead yourself into the future? What does your past self need to be forgiven from? Oh, that's a big one. Who needs to hear your apology and see your humility? How can you help heal? How can you heal? Who can you heal? Where can you inspire, bring life, grace, truth, love, beauty? How can you rise above you? Hmm. How can you honor your people? Whether Africa or Alabama, how can you honor your roots and share your uniqueness with the rest of us? All right, these last questions just kind of flowed. I didn't really map them out. Uh, they probably could have been organized better. They just came from the one question, who are you? So, way good life, listeners, would you sit with someone this week and share an aspect of that question? Just ask some things and go on a journey with somebody. I do marriage counseling all the time, and uh, the question day is really one of my favorite days because often the partners look at each other like they're seeing someone they've never seen before. I ask questions like, who was your hero when you were 10? <laughs> oh, that one is so good. Or, what was your first feeling of attraction towards another human? Or, what was your first sense of God? Oh, that one is hilarious because people always want to give me a list of their church experience records. They're like, I went to Sunday school at the First United Methodist Evangelical Wesleyan Springs Church of Suntanville, and I was baptized at the age... By the way, I made that church up. Don't try to Google that one. Uh, it's probably, hopefully, not a real church. But that's not the stuff I'm asking when I ask, what was your first sense of God. What I'm asking is, when do you first remember believing or experiencing or even hoping that you were loved? So I have to reframe the question usually, and then people go, oh, uh, mm, 
Oh, I don't know. Probably, uh, and then they give a beautiful experience that usually involves a parent. Oh, there it is. That's the good stuff. Hmm. Our family, uh, some of us right now, we try to walk in the mountains every day. And one of the things we do on that walk is we ask simple questions. We don't even mean to. It's just part of who we've become. But I am often amazed at where they lead. I mean amazed. I discovered something about myself in the last question that my wife asked. And it just kept going and going and going. Because questions, y'all. So, would you honor Way Good Life by sharing it with someone? And picking someone to ask some questions to. I'd like that. We've been doing uh, beers and bonfires at our house on Sunday nights. Feel free to rip off that name because it makes for a good night. And Taylor Lacey from the podcast, the one whose music I'm always putting on here. uh, A bunch of us were talking about his song, Jesus Was a Communist. (laughs) It was a great talk. Some said yes, sort of. Some said no, not really. And some of us just had a good chuckle. Either way, enjoy his song at the end of this podcast. Oh, now, may you be blessed with a never-ending reel of questions. May you take little for granted. May you learn to ask and to seek and to knock and to keep knocking. If you're going to be certain about things, be certain about this thing. You are deeply loved. Hmm. by the one that holds all things together deeply deeply loved and be certain about this thing there is still so much room to grow so ask the questions be blessed my friends be blessed jesus is a communist telling me to eat the rich my needles eye or heaven's
Preaching to the hypocrite.